What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 158 of Literary Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by none other than Carl Wilkin and, of course, our, our good, good social media manager, uh, Angelo Pagano. What's going on, dudes? Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, it's three years, which seems yeah. absolutely absurd to me. <laughs> yep. To think when this... um. Just how much has changed in the just VGC, um, the world, just just everything. Like when we when you guys first started doing this, I didn't even know you guys three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know. So Carl and I have obviously known each other for what feels like forever at this point. Yeah, like seven, eight. Nine, God, forever. Maybe. Literally forever. A third of our lives? Yeah, something like that. That's not concerning at all. Thanks for making me feel old. You um, feel old. <laughs> I don't want to hear It's it. actually a third of my life. That's the difference. It's, it's just under a third of mine. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying uh, Carl's the one with a three in, as the first digit of his age, not us. True. I ain't that old. <laughs> but, not you know, yet. this is... It's, it's crazy that we outlived an entire, like, generation of Pokemon at this point. That is true. That like, is true. It's, it's just, I don't know. It, it's cool to think that we're still here after this long. And, uh, you know, obviously we have, like, no plans of going anywhere anytime soon. At least not yet. True. We're definitely going to change yeah. merch providers after the issues I've been... Good golly, they're still terrible. Mine have, for anyone interested, mine still haven't shipped. Yeah, I'm I'm just. (laughs) This is just going to be like a weekly segment until they ship. Is Carter's merch update? I still don't have it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll probably uh, definitely change merch stores soon. So if you want any of the old LRL merch stuff, get it now. And if not, well, it'll be there and until it's no longer there. Yep. I'm actually wearing my merch. I'm, I'm I about to my, say my shirt on. I can't uh, find my stocking voice. cap. It's been gone for like a month. Mine's yeah. in my car. I wore it down at Knoxville. Yeah, this is what I wore in Secaucus on uh, on the tournament day. And as always, as as is every podcast I'm on with you guys, he's got his I little cup. Mug. Yeah. My Tumblr is, I think, in the cabinet. I don't think I took it to Knoxville with me. I don't know. It's I'd be around. surprised if you took that to Knoxville with you. Well, it was in the car, and then I cleaned out the car, and then we went to Knoxville. And I don't remember if I had cleaned it out or not. I so probably it's... did. It's probably in the kitchen. That poor riveting, riveting conversation we're having here. I know, here. right? <laughs> so... What are we what are we doing this week? AMA. There ain't nothing else to talk about. That's I mean in all actuality there's 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 really not um, uh, Vancouver's this weekend, but series two is kinda on its way out the door, so not everybody's really interested in that. And because of uh, you know, us because of our like schedules this week, uh, we're recording pretty early. So like we don't have Vancouver to talk about yet because it's Thursday. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, so. <laughs> as of recording, but we have you know, all of our birthday to, stuff. I was going to say, not to date this or anything, but yeah, it hasn't happened yet, so we can't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we already said it's our birthday. I put the birthday tweet out there, so like, in, in a sense, it is 
We've already dated the episode. I mean, to be fair, regardless of when we recorded this, I feel like I was going to wear my hat. Yeah, so... we were going to wear the birthday hats anyway. The party sitting near me didn't have Pokemon hats, and I, I didn't think to just get a regular Just I, I, I got a whole stack of them. You should have just asked. I would have uh, overnighted one to you so you could pay for it. go and pay the what 15 20 dollars for overnight shipping oh it would have been a lot more than that yeah no see luckily you don't have to pay for like weight it's just the box you have to pay for yeah instead of me going down and driving literally i think it's like i have a party city three minutes away from me and a walmart like another like two or three minutes past that i I, but i dropped the ball and you didn't have a party hat for shame. Imagine being invited onto the podcast and then not being prepared. <laughs> this, I mean, I'm just saying this checks off like my March episode. Uh, episode. I ha- I've been on an episode every single month since November. Yeah. So, um, yep, March is checked off. And after this, uh, to, to I don't know how we're going to get there. you in April, May, and beyond, but we'll figure it out, I guess. It's really simple. Uh, we'd just be like, hey, Angie, what are you doing this week? The answer is probably not. Much. Actually, no, May is, an, May is a miserable, going to be a miserable month for me. I have, like, so much stuff. Um, already, you know, Ju- June, July, I'm hopefully going to NAIC. Uh, I-, I can hop on and talk about the local scene up in New England. What's locals? I'm about to say, local. what's a local? <laughs> That's what I'm going to on, uh, on Saturday. It's, uh the actual vgc goat the nicest person in the entire community chalky love you chalky uh is uh hosting a local um on out, a little outside of boston on saturday and hopefully once they act officially return he'll be able to host like actual like premier challenges for the new england vgc community but we've had that um another card shop that's about 20 30 minutes from my new apartment they just started this last week doing bi-weekly uh locals um again just for this general area uh while i'm not able to go to any majors outside of naic this year i'm at least lucky enough to have like a really good local scene and so maybe we can talk a little about like what it's like going to a local and such uh, but that's in the future. Let, let's go with the now. So I was about to say, we're getting I'm, off track here. <laughs> yes. Uh, the reason why I'm here is to moderate the AMA. And so I have a list of questions on my mobile. And uh, we're just going to go uh, jump right in. So the first question we have is from uh, BG Um You both mentioned on the podcast being deep into Magic the Gathering rabbit hole before getting to VGC. Are there any skills you honed or acquired from Magic that have been applicable in your foray into Pokemon? If so, what are they? Alright, I think I think I got this. Um, one of the the big things that especially like newer players don't I, I, that aren't really prepared for like mentally is like actual long day tournaments. Um, being able to play for eight, nine, ten plus hours in a day is very mentally and physically draining. Mm-hmm. And being able to do that for, you know, literal years at this point with, with magic, being able to just even like back when we played FNMs, you know, FNMs would start at 
seven thirty, and they'd run till midnight. midnight. I was gonna say yeah. midnight, sometimes later. And you know, that's just that, that's just a local. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a weekly a local. local. <laughs> that's not counting like larger larger tournaments where it's like, all right, well today we're playing uh, ten rounds of Swiss cutting into top eight, and then you know you you top eight and it's another three rounds that you had to play. It's just those are long long days yeah. especially when i i think the the longest carl and i ever did in like a single day trip uh was like a three and a half hour drive we drove to st louis for a tournament yep and i ended up top cutting that tournament it's like we left at like six and we didn't get back until midnight <laughs> it was not later <laughs> and mind you like we stop for dinner and stuff too because you know obviously we have to eat and it's just being able to be physically and mentally ready for these long long tournaments such as regionals such as like you know like you were talking about locals anything bigger than that just like it's a lot Mm -hmm. because it's not like a ladder tour where you can play four games get up and you know go take a break for 15 minutes come back and play some more you know these are you know, back to back to back to back rounds, yep. and they're they're a lot. Whenever I hear you mention that, especially with the length of tournaments, I think back to um, when Austin uh, Rollercoaster was on the pod last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, his top eight finish, um, I believe it was Indianapolis Regionals, and how so. that was. Um, they did a top sixteen. It was like eight or nine rounds of Swiss, and they did the tops the top sixteen round right after and they didn't give anyone a break or really it was really like go just going into like a round nine or round ten or however many swiss rounds plus one and i still remember austin saying that he knew that he won the second he sat down because he could tell that his opponent was just so exhausted mm-hmm. that they could that he's before they even played like he's no knew that he had that mental edge and yeah that was um like it's one a big of the deal i'll t- it is. Uh, I know I spoke with William Deshuai about this. Uh, he was having a lot of uh, troubles. I think it was Orlando Regionals. He had a massive like crash after lunch, and I spoke to him about just what are you doing mid-rounds, mental preparation, just what are you putting in your body during the lunch break. I think that's uh, something that uh, not enough people talk about. You don't go eat like a four, you know, a four-course meal at lunch. No, yeah, you, just you, you get something snack. light to hold you over. Yeah, and it's also like I mean, you don't get a pizza or fast food or anything. Get like a sandwich with like some freshly like like deli meat or like greens or something like that. If you drink coffee, have a black coffee. And after having that discussion with him, I believe it was the, the next event. Um, wasn't Orlando? I cannot remember what the next event was. At. The next event he was in, I saw like he went like top sixteen or yeah, he went. Uh, top he 16 he top eight, didn't he? Was no, it top sixteen? Right. He did top eight. He did top eight. He, I think he did top eight. But like that's thing, like the next event, like, and he just again, it's just treating your body good. I I never played Magic, um, but just again, it's. I mean, you you also played you know Pokemon TCG. I, I, like yeah, I did play that's yeah, that's very TCG. comparable, right? Yeah, like it's, it's similar. It, it was well, it was a little different. I play I played back when uh, Swiss was still best of one. Oh yeah! Oh god, that sounds terrible. <laughs> their their rounds like, are much faster though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just throwing this. Uh, like, like I mean, I say I played T- Pokemon TCG. When I played Pokemon TCG, like the last Pokemon TCG tournament I played in was like 
a month after Gen like Black and White were like came out in America. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's 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 been a while. Like it, that was still when going to a regional was free. <laughs> imagine imagine getting to show up and play for free and not having to pay seventy dollars. Goodness. <laughs> it was so different, especially because like it was like a regional weekend. So you only only could play in one regional because every single regional was played the same exact weekend. Yep. So yep. It, again, it was so much different. Um Carl, do you have anything to add? Like what you gained from magic? Uh, um, a lot of what my magic skill set was is just like analyzing the risks, analyzing the statistics. I'm I'm very like math focused when it comes to magic and a lot of my games that I play. And it translated very well just into VGC because everything in VGC is just RNG. Um like knowing the odds of oh my opponent has this much of a chance to do this kind of situation if i do this then they're going to lead into that being able to analyze and focus on what's in front of you and know like what you need to do and the steps you need to take on the fly is a skill that most people can't get until they're at least four or five years well and deep into vgc um and that was something like i played magic for so long at such a young age that i was able to flow chart matchups pretty quickly once i kind of figure out oh i have this information i know that their win their win and outs are like this this and this so i need to play and adjust my way that i'm playing so that they don't get to do that and it works a lot in pokemon too just like knowing oh they have this super effective coverage move okay so i need to play around that if i'm switching and carter's about to lose his hat there <laughs> I was about to say I'm about to say I'm about to take mine off honestly because I was thinking about it hurting my but, head. All right, you talked me into it. Oh, the hats are coming off. Get out of here. Hold my Ow. hat. There we go. I'm just saying, the smart one. I I didn't touch all paper hacks. I knew that would happen. But I, I feel like say. just like risk assessment is a huge part of competitive games and. Just throwing people into VGC and them not understanding that is a big, like, pitfall for most newer players. It's just like, oh, I'm going to click the super effective move every turn and hope that that gets me there. And that's just not how VGC works. No, those are some great uh, answers. So the next question is actually from me. Uh, I'm about to say it's your question now. Lovely uh, Rosef J. Baudelaire. Never heard of him. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> what is your favorite pokemon from generation 9 uh both vgc and non-vgc carl i took the first one last time um my favorite vgc gen 9 pokemon is pomot i love that thing uh punchachu well, is very very strong uh, hits like a truck is very fast double shock is an amazing move especially with terra electric um, I think that it's not getting enough love right now, but as these formats get more powerful, I think we'll start to see things like Palmon and stuff like that kind of creep into the format as good fake out plus speed control Pokemon. Uh, favorite non-VGC Pokemon? I, I love the Reverum line. I think it's such a cool design and it's so... I, I, I love Verum just like by itself. I think it's cute and adorable. And then Reverum just is such thematic flavor for like a steel poison type. And they did such a good job just, like, trying to design a car as a Pokemon. Like, I mean, that's as close as we're ever going to get, right? Yeah. Like, that is so cool. 
and Carter. So I'm I'm sitting here flipping through the Pokédex just to see if there's anything that is going to beat out my answers, and I I don't think so. Um, I think competitively, my my absolute favorite is going to be Annihilate. Um, Punch Monkey's really good. It's really freaking awesome. I absolutely love it. I love the fact that um, the Pokemon Company continues to give older generation Pokemon uh, new life, either through like regional forms or through these like regional evolutions. Uh, I think I think that like that is something that you know we've seen for several generations at this point, and I don't think it's going to be something that changes anytime soon. And uh, you know, Annihilate having this super sick signature uh, attack and Rage Fist is awesome. Um, it being able to just like be you know it, it has like synergy with like the revival blessing and where you can like bring it back, and then it's, it is Rage Fist is still just as powerful for some reason. It still counts. Um, I don't know why they don't have Rage Fist like reset whenever it switches out. It's stupid. Um, but yeah, I, I think competitively, Annihilate is by far my favorite. As for like casually like my favorite gen 9 pokemon uh it has to be tinkaton it's freaking adorable and it has a giant hammer and like it's just how can you look at this thing and not tell me that it's not like absolutely adorable plus plus like the the like lore behind it hunting down uh corvidites is just so awesome (laughs) the the fact that it's shiny is just the hammer is now made from corvidite shiny armor is sick so it, it's not like exact. It's more of like yeah, a bronze. Yeah, it's not the same color, but it's, it's yeah. pretty dang close, though, right? Yeah, it's pretty close. So that's great. I mean, since it's my question, I'm also just going to give my answer. I won't do that <laughs> for most of them. Um, my answer: it's the same Pokemon for both. Um, what I first saw Finizen, I think it was like three days into me playing like Violet. My first thought was, "Hi, you're going to be my new best friend forever." And then I showed the picture of it to Spack, and Spack said, "You know that Pokemon's busted, right?" <laughs> and Dude, like it was, it was on my team for like my casual playthrough and everything, and like it's really not good casually. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and it's not a casual. It's not, but I love Pokemon. it. I lo- I love it still. And then, but like laddering wise, like every single team I've used to get the Master Ball so far this year, which is a goal of mine has been a palafin team it's been like my favorite pokemon to use and um yeah i just really love it uh so the next person we actually have two questions from this person uh jackie a luminary um so her first question is what is the best galarian form and why is it ponytail that's all right Um, you'd be wrong that's fine yeah, yeah like not only are you wrong but you're like so far incorrect it's not even funny the answer is going to give her an ocean of tears if she cries (laughs) good uh the correct answer is galarian moltres you could also be wrong that's fine (laughs) (laughs) the best galarian form is wheezing it's galarian wheezing Weezing is really good like Uh, i just checks all the boxes of what a good regional form should be it's got a new typing that is unique to the game it has a really unique design that's thematic to the region like all the galarian moltresses is just like dark firebird that that could have been so any cool. region that could go into any region whereas it's, it's, like, it's more of like the the big reason i really like moltres 
is it took a Pokemon that was pretty terrible, like had absolutely terrible typing and just like move pool wasn't very good and just like a bunch of things that made it really bad and made it like completely viable for multiple series. Yeah. Plus its design is just absolutely sick and its shiny is by far my favorite. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, yeah, I re- I also agree with Carter. That's my favorite. And also, I didn't know that Doug Dimidome, homer- owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome, was British. Yeah. <laughs> Um, close second has to be, uh, Slow King. I love the design of Slow King, but it's just not good. Um, I think it's... Galarian Zapdos is probably my second favorite. The Roadrunner is great. All the Galarian birds are so good. You remember in, like, preview season, like, the Datamine season, where, uh, Articuno's signature move had like a 50% chance to freeze. Yeah, yep. I remember that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you and I both went, if this is true, this thing is stupid. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, it would have been so strong. The um, Also during that time, we saw that uh, Moltres had Berserk, and we both went, why did these other two have good abilities? And then Moltres has Berserk, and then Moltres just, was the playable one. I was supposed to say, that wasn't you two, that was everyone. Was like, <laughs> it gets competitive and defined, they're giving Moltres Berserk, who's going to use Moltres? Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, Jackie's second question is, what is the best, worst Pokemon? I'm about to say, define worst, what are we talking here? Worst in... I- like design, worst in EGC, worst in what whatever your heart did like design. Fan base? When when you say when you think worst in your head, whatever the first thing comes into your mind. Uh, she she did not specify, and that is the beauty of this question. It is open for the answer. Now I gotta go uh, look for Pokemon. Man, same. Um I think probably like this is probably going to be, like, just kind of flipping through the decks here. I really, really like Cloyster, and I've tried to make it viable so many freaking times, and it's just always not good. I love everything about Cloyster, and it's just always so bad. Um, Let's see. There's also... I love Blissey. I love getting to do, like, stupid Blissey things, but again, like... Blissey is not good this generation because Shuckle no longer exists, so I can't be like the stupid, terrible stall player, right? But like, Blissey was awesome in in RTT six for me. I got to run like Blender Policy Blizzard, Serene Grace, <laughs> and it was stupid. But like, is it is it good? No. Is it something Agron, that I Agron love? Checks that box of really yeah. cool Pokemon. It's just god awful, terrible. Um. Going through some other ones. Yeah, Honchcrow is on that list for me. Like, I Honch love Crow's the design. But, like, the fact that it doesn't have Prankster and instead gets Moxie is just so disappointing. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, Gliscor in doubles is just miserable. <sighs> like, a lot of, like, a lot of the Gen 4 evolutions. Yanmega is another one where it's like, Yanmega looks so cool, but it's just garbage. It's TCG card did win a world championship, uh, 2011. I actually, I think it did win like, yeah, 2010, 2011, but yeah, uh, VGC, uh, E-Electros, that's another one that's just like, 
one of my favorite Pokemon is just terrible. It just doesn't do anything. Yeah, I've had to explain to people because they're like, oh, it has no weak... Like, who don't know competitive Pokemon that well. They'll be like, oh, it has no weak weakness. It must be good. And I'm like, listen. <laughs> That's not everything. do something. Yeah, yeah you still gotta be um, able to do stuff. In, in that same vein, like, Reggie Drago, love its design, love everything about it. And it's just like so disappointing i'm really hoping that like this generation it's way better the fact that we no longer have dynamax to just like double everyone's hp and double their bulk means that it's going to be like good it's gonna hit right everything, like hopefully. it it's going to be good right guys this no. is the generation so, <laughs> i think it was like i mean i barely played any spike uh, spike myth uh cop but like i think it was like a i'm not saying like a top five pokemon but it was like top 25 in usage or something like that in spike myth like it, again i think you just said it it's not good in dynamax which is weird because they made a pokemon in the dynamax generation that is going to be remarkably just significantly better without the gimmick that it was uh for the generation it was introduced and like terror scarfed terror dragon um like dragon energies are probably going to slap probably. i mean along that same line like there's a lot of like gen 8 pokemon that just suffered because dynamax existed right like uh i, I think dreadnought is a really good example of that too just like this thing is so completely unviable in, in dynamax even with a gmax form but like outside of it like it i've played it in in uh scarlet and violet and like when it was good it was good the problem is it's just like Eventually, we're going to get, like, uh, Grassy Terrain back, and therefore, we're going to get Grassy Glide back. And as soon as that happens, Dreadnought's completely invalidated well, again. Well, we don't you know about Grassy Terra. Glide. I really hope we don't get Grassy Glide ever I, again. I think Grassy Glide might just stay and rot on Sword and Shield. I think that'd be God, so I hope I, so. I do think there are going to be pokes. I do remember when people were, like, leaking moves. The move did get a nerf. It's now 60 base power. Same as Palafin's jet punch. Oh, great. Now it gets boosted by Technician? <laughs> well, the thing is, you can't do both Technician and Grassy Surge. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the other, the, the big, big, big thing with Grassy Glide was that they, what Car, uh, Carl just alluded to was they gave it to Rillaboom, who could set its own Grassy Surge. I, I think that's the big thing. The fact and, that like Rillaboom was able to abuse it is the real yeah. reason it was good. Yeah. And Rillaboom does not, and again, according to the data mining of this of the game, Rillaboom did lose, Rillaboom actually lost a lot of coverage. I still think it's going to good. be a very good Pokemon. Didn't it lose Knockoff? Like, I, lost, everything everything this generation lost, lost Knockoff. I think it lost Grassy Glide, Knockoff, Super Power, and I think High Horsepower. So, it yeah. Lost a lot. Yeah, it lost but a it's, lot. It still got ooh, Breakout. It's, it's, well, I mean, you still have Fake Out, you still have an amazing ability, you still have U-Turn, and I mean, like, just, just being able to Fake Out Pivot and shut down Indeedee Armourouge teams by shutting down their um, terrain alone is... I still think, like, if, if we do get Rillaboom back, it's going to be a very, very good Pokemon. Also because we really don't have many, if any at all, like, really, really good grass types, like Meowskarada and... Series one or regulation A or whatever. What do you mean? We have Terra Grass Iron Hands. It's fine. <laughs> we have Brute Bonnet. What are you talking about? We got a oh, you, you have Brute fine. Bonnet. 
We have Tropius. What are you talking about? It's fine. Uh, we're going to get Wokian. So moving on from Jackie's questions, the next question is from uh, T Camp VGC. Uh, what is a topic that you've never got to talk about on the podcast that you've always wanted to talk about? See, here's the thing. Since we get to just talk about whatever, we don't ever have to like really worry about it. It's always what's coming up, what to talk about, is the hard part. See, yeah, like there's there's probably some stories that like I have never had an opportunity to tell because they've never come up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. For the most part, I'm very like vocal. <laughs> I I side I get you know very sidetracked very easily. So like if something reminds me of a story, I'm going to tell it right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I I don't know. I think the yeah I got nothing. I I, I really don't have anything. I'm about to say like I can't think of anything that we just like sh- wanted to talk about but then didn't is weird. That's just not something we're like used to doing. It's like if we talk, want to talk about it, like, oh, hey, we'll just slot this episode in in a couple weeks, put this on the back burner, and we'll come to it at a later time. I don't think there's ever been a topic where it's just like, oh, we want to talk about this, but we can't talk about this, so we're not going to. And I don't, I just, this is like, this is kind of just like what it is for like these hobby, I guess you'd call it podcast channels. It's just like you kind of get to talk about whatever you want. Yeah. We could pivot off of Pokemon and become anything we want to here in the next like week and it would it wouldn't really change what we do. I bet it would. Nah, not <laughs> what know. we do. No. Nah. I mean, you and I can we we could talk about literally anything. Like yeah. it I mean, look at our what, like four 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 and a half years of podcasting we've done together. Like we, we could talk about anything that has any kind of mutual like any kind of mutual uh interest in and it would be fine like when uh when snap came out i messaged you i'm like so when do we start the snap podcast right like that was that was the next thing is like oh if pokemon dies we have marvel snap to go jump to as like this next competitive game we can go rant about for a while i think i think that's probably like the one thing that you and I, like, we talk about a lot. Like, that's basically all of our DMs are at this point is just, like, talking snap. Just pushing because, like, snap back and forth. The, like, the actual, like, podcast stuff, we just talk in the group chat about. It's like, hey, we need ideas. Who has stuff? And, like, everything else is just like, hey, here's this cool board state I had in snap. <laughs> I still have not downloaded Marvel Snap. Jay has had it on his phone for months and has never opened it, so... <laughs> it's, it's not a game for everyone. Uh, if you like poker-style, like, gameplay, Marvel Snap might be up your alley. It's very much not, like, the standard type of collectible card game. It's it's a very good, like, digital card game. I It's probably the best card game I've ever played. The meta sucks right now for... Oh, it's play. terrible. It is god-awful terrible. It is, it is atrocious. Um, Great sale, guys. Okay, so, like, the the point where you're going to be playing these, like, super hyper-competitive decks, the top-tier decks, you're going to be playing for months before you get to the point where Carl and I are. Yeah. Um, like, granted, I, I buy the Battle Pass every month that it comes out, so it's, you know, 
10 bucks a month that I put in. That's all the money I've put into this game. And it took me, it took me what, probably five months, four or five months to get uh, series three complete. Probably. And like getting, getting series four and series five complete is next to impossible. Unless you're spending uh, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. No, no, it's much more than that. But <laughs> um, so Marvel snaps, I can tell you this from experience. Marvel snaps economy lets you spend $22 per day on whatever credits and gold on credits and stuff like that. So in the course of a month, you will spend almost $600 on credits. Max spending that way, buying the bundles, buying all the little stuff the shop tries to sell you for like credits and stuff uh i think you can get like series three complete in like a matter of like three months but in order to continue to get like series four and five you have to keep spending that much (laughs) you have to keep max spending because you can't open series five cards as often as like all the other cards so uh put it in contrast the Rarity of opening a Series 5 card, I think, is like 1 in 400 boxes, which you get every 12 collection levels, okay? I've opened 2. Carl has opened 0. <laughs> I opened Valkyrie with all of the Series 5. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Carl has opened 1 that it got downshifted to Series 4. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to move it back a little back to uh, to Pokemon. I will go over the next question. Uh, Snap is great. T- <laughs> question, T. Camp. Like they're going to start their Marvel podcast, yeah, and then ready to go next week, this is <laughs> yeah. If and LRL week, ever dies, we're going to talk Snap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next week, those going to be an NFL pro- podcast for uh, free agency go birds. Uh, Yano can um, dirty Cowboys fan, along with our uh, lovely co-host. Love him, Cardinal. Love Yen. Um you wake up in the Pokemon world. Which region would you live in? What town do you call yourself home? You can start, Carter. I figured. I think. I, I think I know what your answer is going to be anyway. Uh, the correct answer is clearly Hoenn. Um, as for like hometown, uh, probably like Lily Cove. You know, getting getting to live on the coast sounds pretty great. Um. You know, you have your department store. There's all kinds of great stuff there. You have the boat so you can, like, travel the country. Yeah, this sounds great. Sign me up. That's my answer as well. And See, I, I, I thought about this long and hard because I read this question ahead of time. And I was like, oh, this is a very cool question. Like, I'm going to... It, it is a this. very cool question. Um, I picked Alola. Because, like you said, living on the coast is great. Why not just live... <laughs> Like, what if every city was the coast? <laughs> um, I probably would just pick Howley City, the first, the first city, the big first big city there. It's just like it's just easiest. Um, but honestly, I think Alola would be a great like region to. Uh, It'd be so hot. So like, nah, I, man, I'm I good. I would rather it be warm all the time. It would be so humid all the time. I would still rather be warm and humid all the time rather than deal with volcanoes, nah. earthquakes, <laughs> uh, monsoons, and all the other weird natural disasters that Hoenn seems to have happen like every year. <laughs> Look, it's not every year. Every time some new protagonist comes along, you gotta go stop a natural disaster. Gotta go wake up an ancient dragon to tell Instead, these other you get two to deal Pokemon with aliens. to bugger off. 
Instead, you get aliens. I can deal you with aliens. You get Area 51. I can deal with aliens. <laughs> no, Area... No, was it? No, that's a lie. Because I was going to say Area 51 is ore, but they based ore on, like, I think it's like New Mexico and not uh, Nevada. Also, Carter's answer is my answer. Living on the coast or in a coastal metropolis area is gorgeous. I'm it's telling you, Alola, just, just all the time, all right. you're just in the coast. Well, you, you've you been outvoted, so we're moving to Lily Cove. No. <laughs> we are. It's going to be pretty as hell. We're going to go see contests. We're going to dress all cute and stuff. I, I dress cute all the time, just not today. <laughs> sure you do, bud. <laughs> so, uh, the next question is from Hush. Um, Dirty Giants fan, really hitting the NFCs. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, what is the what is your favorite team you ever built and why? And if you also want to, feel free to dive in on like what the format was at the time um, to like add that like little extra context. Oh goodness, I gotta go look through Ladrick episodes because oh. I know where it's at. It's just I have to pull it up to make sure I'm not forgetting stuff. Let's see what what's what's the team? Because I know mine off the top of my head. It's the rain, the series seven. Oh rain. yeah 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 yeah. Um, I'm also looking through for you. So Carter, floor is yours. Let's see. I am. Uh, I gotta find it. It's the Mudsdale team I played for. Uh, what what season was that? Was this? Yeah, this is Players Cup four. Um, I played this sick, sick team. This was, what format had one restricted? Uh, uh series, series eight and eight ten. And eight, ten, and no, eleven. And eleven. Was eight, there a Dynamax? ten, and eleven. Was there uh, Dynamax? If there was Dynamax, you were probably talk, playing in series eight. Yes, there, I'm looking at the video, there's a Dynamax rush ram on my opponent's side, so I'm gonna say yes. Okay. So, do I have the paste available? I don't think so. Okay. So, this was, um, like, in team prep, I I basically said, hey, I know I'm not going to be able to qualify because I'm only going to be, like, I just, I know I'm not going to. Um, I'm going to play something fun. So, I played uh, Galarian Slowking plus Mudsdale. I had Indeedy to be able to, like, also, like, redirect so I can set Trick Room so then I can swagger my Mudsdale. And then uh, the hyper-offensive side of the team was Cinderace, Togekiss, plus Cali Shadow. The team was sick. I absolutely loved it. It was a blast to play, and I got to have pony time. So, like, it was clearly good. I don't remember if I remember that team at all. Oh, really? I really don't oh, know if I remember that team. I... I, I remember that team. I lost. I remember this watching those videos. I I remember this team because the entire prep up to it, you're just like Carter. What are you doing? Slow King's bad. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. That wasn't just Carl. That was, it was also literally everyone. Everyone's like Carter. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> this team was an absolute blast, and I got to play Shiny Mudsdale, which. It's just awesome. The entire team, minus the Calyrex, of course, was shat, uh, was shiny. So, um, another one that really comes to mind was I think it was Players Cup Two. Um, 
when I went to go register for it, I didn't uh, realize that when you, um, when you like made a team battle ready, it remo- when you made a Pokemon battle ready, it removed all the like attacks from that Pokemon and gave them the attacks at that level it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I registered, my Arcanine had like Growl. <laughs> and Leer. <laughs> this one I do remember. I do remember that. I remember this as well. Uh, the team was super cool outside of that, and I cannot find it now. Yeah. So, um, Carl, I think I, I I just sent you, I think I, I found, found it. I found team. it on through the playlist. Oh. I'm trying to find was Carter's it now. It was this one. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, Carter's, uh, it was... You said it was Series 2, uh, the Player's Cup 2, right? I think it was Player's Cup 2. So it was Whimsicott, Arcanine, Porygon Z, Tokikiss, yep. King's Rillaboom? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I found that one. Yeah, um, that team was really good. And unironically, Leer was very good because I kept the Leer and then, like, Grassy Glide something for a KO. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Series 7 Rain Team was the first, like, laddering video that blew up. It was our first yeah. video that blew up. Like it was, it was the first video to like really take off laddering wise. Uh, nobody had really been playing with like rain really before that. Like you saw a little bit of Kingdra here and there, but like nobody was really touching Politoed. Nobody was really touching like rain as a duo, just because Tokakiss was really pushing everything out of the format. And then when Series Seven started, you get things like Metagross. And all these powerful steel types that can just really punish an opposing Togekiss. And so things like Kingdra became actually, like, decent to play. Um, and I got to borrow someone's uh, shiny Regieleki to make this video because I did not have Regieleki yet. <laughs> this, like, even to date, this is our third most, uh, like, third highest viewed video of all time. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other two are the Skeledurge team. And then uh, the history of Rinya's son video. Uh, my probably my other like most favorite team I've ever built is uh, my my Players Cup two team, which was this this bulky Gyarados Rillaboom Incineroar pivoting nonsense with Magnazone. I thought this team was super duper cool, um, and. I played, like, Porygon Z and Clefairy to kind of just have an hyper-offensive go if I need to, but then I can just, like, pivot around and play super bulky with Incineroar and Rillaboom and Gyarados, just really being able to just sit through the games and not really have to worry about anything. So that team... I was going to say, so that team that you were talking about, um, you gave uh, Dad and I that pace, because we... I think that was, like, for players... was it, I can't remember if it was Players' Cup 2 or 3. I can't remember when they aligned them. I think it was Players' Cup 2. Uh, but you gave Dad and I the pace for that for that team. And so I also used that team. That was a very fun team. Uh, that was for Series 5. I didn't really do well. In, like There weren't many teams I really enjoyed for Series 5. But that was just like a really consistent one. It was a Grassy Seed, Body Press, um, Magnezone, with yeah. Analytic. And you actually got to pick up some really, really cool KOs with that. Um, I, I really enjoyed that team. That was super, super fun. That's part of why I'm excited to get Rillaboom back. It means I can play Grassy Seed Magnazone again. Also, speaking of that, I remember I got... Uh, building that team, I got two Shinies. I got a 
Uh, I got a shiny overgrow, not grassy series, but like overgrow uh, Grookey, like seven eggs into breeding my uh, grassy series Grookey. And this was before the ability pack, so I had to box him for future notice. And then while it was Eevee training, I caught a shiny Rookity. I, I do remember that. I remember yep. that. I need to go back and try to get uh, Magnazone the Thunderstruck. Did you I ever also- get one? No. No, he didn't. And I remember I remember you hunting that forever. I think you ended up with like four shiny magna zones and none of them were the mark you wanted. Yeah, I still gotta do that. I could do it on Scarlet and Violet if I want to, I think, but honestly it might even be easier now because if you do the shiny sandwiches, it's like you get the marks. Like, like you get marks and you get sandwiches like sandwiches you can yeah. do a sandwich for the mark and the shiny and the encounter and it makes it easier. Yep. So yeah, I might do that. I might have to go find a place that's raining <laughs> and go yeah. do that. No, that that hunt is up there in Little Root Lessons lore of uh, Carter Shiny Oddish. And, yeah. Um, Good Reggie lord. Rock. Yeah. We've got, At there's... least you got yours. <laughs> so, yeah, at least it, it only took me got... like three different games. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was it? we had a few others. Uh, my shiny Alola Shrew, where I went like 700 eggs before I got the first one, and it wasn't hidden HA. And I had to do like another like eight hundred eggs. Goodness. That like like, but that was like earlyish COVID. I think that was like June. Tw- yeah, that was like June twenty twenty when we were like, you 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 can go a place, but like you still really shouldn't and didn't. And I I all I did was pace back and forth because that that's when I was on uh still on the lake house. So I would like pace back and forth on my deck or like sit in the porch, overlook the water and um just breeds so many so many sand true uh, moving on to our next question it is uh red tim um what are your ambitions for little lessons and also what are your uh ambitions like personally for the future like, like where, where do you see yourselves with the podcast and also like yourself whether it's bgc wise pokemon wise or just life wise let's get personal in here so Talking personally, um, my work schedule is really awkward. Um, I my my current work schedule is Saturday through Tuesday, meaning I work every weekend, and as a result, it's impossible to play basically any tournaments. Um, hopefully, eventually, I get into a position where it's Monday through Friday, or you know, just having weekends off would be absolutely huge. Um, because then I can actually, like, start playing in events and stuff and, like, not having to take an entire week off to be able to travel to one, right? Like you just um, did. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, granted, I absolutely love the week I got to spend with everyone and everything, but it's also, like, that's the one I'm going to this year. That's it. That's the only one, one I'm going to. Yeah, you get one. As so. opposed to, if I was Monday through Friday, I could just take a personal day on Friday or whatever and then go and then be back Monday morning and we're good to go, right? But it's just, unfortunately, I'm not in a position where I'm able to do that right now. Uh, That is obviously a, it's a goal. Um, I don't don't know if you could classify it as like long term or short term or whatever, but like eventually I would like that to happen. Um, Because like even, even just playing like locals would be great. But, you know, I, I can't. Carl? 
I am I'm fine where I'm at. I personally don't have to like worry. Like I'm not too worried about like what I'm going to be doing in the future. I, I I've reached that point in life where I'm just like I'm happy where I'm at. I don't have to worry about too terribly much anymore. Uh, like there's some hierarchy and needs things. I'm I'm pretty close probably to like the last little step of like what I'm needing and i'm happy where i'm at like i'm not like looking to do a bunch of big drastic changes i don't have to worry about like where life is going right now um for lrl we have no real clue what we're wanting to do right now we're kind of in this weird toss-up of the youtube channel is not doing too great do we want to keep pursuing the youtube channel part of it like do we want to just do the podcast and keep the discord um it's a lot of just like weighing like is the work we're putting in for like the YouTube side, is that worth it to us? Because we don't want it to be a job. We like doing content and we like making this stuff, but we don't want it to feel like it's a chore that we have to do yeah. every day. And like counterpoint to that, I don't feel like that, right? Like I, my, my inevitable goal is to make this so large where this can become a like full-time job where I can like make content for a living. Yeah. That, that's um, the, obviously the end goal is like, if we can do that, that'd be cool. I'm also realistic and realize that that's several years down the road. Unless unless we have some videos that blows up and next thing you know, we have a million views and a hundred thousand subs overnight. Like but like the the question is is like what would that take to have happen? And I think the correct answer is like I go win worlds or something, right? Yeah. Like something so again, so out of my reach of being able to even be fascinably happening that it's just like not going to happen but you know as for as for like the actual channel and everything um we're just going to keep grinding and keep doing our thing yeah you know obviously obviously we love every everyone that you know is a part of the community and everything and um the best thing to do is have you know we, we can only push our content so much eventually it, it becomes just like word of mouth spreading where you people are in the community are spreading the community even farther to more yeah. people right um, you know that that all definitely makes sense especially in terms of content like yeah like what would really help is if like one of you guys like want to major or even if like one of like call it the more super active members like if jay or dad or like myself like if one, or like swede like one of us like won a big event and someone active like a, in in our community yeah. that happens to win an event gets gets us out there a little bit more and it's not saying that people don't know who we are now it's like i had random people coming up to me in indie that i don't even think were part of our discord that just happened to know who literate lessons are yeah and, and i mean same and that's cool i like that's great i'm glad to see that and that part isn't going anywhere. Like the community part probably isn't going anywhere anytime soon for as no, long as people want to keep playing Pokemon with us. We'll keep sticking, hanging around and doing the podcast and doing stuff like that. Uh, it's just deep dives might disappear for a while. Laddering might disappear if it's not as fun for Carter to play anymore. Um, little things like that just might, just might be what happens in the future in terms of like YouTube content. And I mean, like this past week was a perfect example uh, real world caught up with me. I needed to take care of things outside of content. And as a result, like I was away for, you know, a week and a half or whatever. And like, part of that was, Hey, I'm on vacation. And then also part of that was, Hey, stuff happened. I need to go take care of this instead. Yeah. And, so that, like, and that's going to be what happens here. Probably exactly. for the foreseeable future is 
oh, Carl was busy doing something. There's not going to be a deep dive this week. Yeah. We, we've, we've reached the point where we're not worried as much about getting a video out every week and things like that. Or every day. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> that was, yeah. you know, back when back when we were grinding and doing multiple oh. laddering videos a week and, like, multiple deep dives a week and also, like, a, a, th- a third series that we were doing plus the podcast. It, those those days were rough. Yeah. Like, I'm trying, to, trying to get the algorithm to like us. That's all we wanted was the algorithm to like us. <laughs> yeah. But even that, like, what you guys were saying with the podcast, I know we're saying this is uh, episode... 158 yep. Yep. the three three year anniversary we have not skipped a single yeah. week we made <laughs> sure the podcast is, is here <laughs> yeah. that is that and has always been the... something carl and i were very adamant about um yeah. like when when we did the uh the magic podcast i never missed an episode and i think the only one that carl missed was when he got married yeah. <laughs> so like uh it wasn't until i think this past year i've missed two episodes mm-hmm. Um, one was, you know, because I was literally out of the state and like was not able to physically record. So like, you know, stuff happens. We understand. And like Carl and I have always made this to the point where it's like, Hey, you know, if something major happens, we give each other enough feedback. We're like enough time to do something. Yeah. We can figure something out. It's not like, Oh, two minutes before we're supposed to start recording. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Like, well, because I remember there was like one episode. I think it was. Um, I, I had an emergency come up, and it's like, hey, I can't be here. Can someone, like, fill in? Yeah. And, yep. that, and that, I think it was like me. I think that one was like me and dad. Yep. Um, yep. But then there was like one where I think this was uh, when Carl was in India. It was like you and Sweetie talked about Nuzlocks. Yeah. And especially for me, I know, like, I, I jo- I've, I've joked around about this a lot. It's it's now on my uh, Twitter. Uh, the. the, the like the permanent guest host uh, of literate lessons but it's like we have like you guys actually have more people whether it's like the mod staff like again dad jay aaron like me poppy where it's like if one of you can't do it for whatever reason we're now at least i think more comfortable with the brand more comfortable like being around where it's like we can jump in to make sure that we continue this streak uh, it's like a lot of like VGC podcasts went on hiatus during the pandemic or uh, especially during the down period between um, Worlds and the release of Scarlet and Violet. And, and rightfully so. There really wasn't much to talk about. We made our own things to talk about. And the fact that, again, like we're still doing this and haven't taken a week off and there isn't a week off that we, well, you guys, I keep on saying we, you guys plan on taking... Um, just goes to show, like, at least this portion of um, the brand and the community is here to stay. I will say there probably might be a month where it's Carter plus other people for a while. I will say that. Yes. In the future. There will probably be a, a while there where it's just Carter and guest. Yeah. And, you know, you if it happens, to, cool. You guys will have to look at my face a lot more. Yeah. Mm. It'll probably be, if I'm being honest, it'll probably be Jay. With Carter, I know Jay and Carter have. I like Jay. He has a nice face. I I I like Jay too. (laughs) We have pictures together. We went and shared a soda. We didn't share a soda, but we had. We shared a week. (laughs) (laughs) We no, I was going to say we shared like two or three days. Um, but also he's probably going to once Connecticut has like another local, he's probably going to come up and 
we're going to do a Connecticut local together. Uh, moving on, though, uh, so that was Red Tim. Uh, speaking of Jay, Jay actually has two, two questions for us. Uh, the first we're going to go in is uh, favorite VGC memory, and uh, I, I think I can guess Carter's. Uh, Carl, I'm a little... I'm not 100% sure on yours, so uh, let, let's go with yours, Carl. Uh, it's how I held up the entire first round of Collinsville for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that story. Oh, it's so good, so, man. It's so funny. The judges, when you back before COVID and all that, when you would do team check-in, um, I'm not sure if they do this at the events now that pan the pandemic's over, but they line you up in a big old line. You go through and you hand your game to them. They check out your battle box. They make sure everything's set up and then they lock your battle box for you. Um, well, mine wasn't locking correctly. They could not get mine to lock. It was being temperamental. We don't know why they power cycled my switch. Well, I hadn't saved my team from the changes that I had made that morning for, to match the team sheet that I submitted. Um, but I thought I had, it was fine. We get to round one, we get paired, I get paired up with my opponent and I immediately just loudest judge. I, you could hear it all across the entire convention center hands in the air. Um, thank you. That's the other big thing you probably get from magic is learning how to call judges. <laughs> Dude, the number of people at like Knoxville are just like, Hey, uh, judge, I have a problem. I'm just like, that's not how you call for a judge. You, <laughs> what are yeah. you doing? You, you are what, you I had, loud and proud. The one time I had a judge, when I had a, a judge, what needed a judge in Secaucus, luckily enough, Alyssa was walking by. And I was like, Alyssa, Mir, please. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> um, I'll get you ice cream tonight. <laughs> but um, ended up being uh, my Dragapult wasn't EV'd and didn't have any of its moves, which I was able to oh. go in and fix everything for the Dragapult because the round hadn't, because the games hadn't started yet. Uh, didn't even get a game loss. Like, it was like, oh. Because when I explained, it's like the, the judges power cycled my switch and then locked my battle box. And that's where we're at. And they're like, oh, so it's not your mess up. It's ours. And so uh, I got to fix my Dragapult and held the entire round up for an hour and then got my picture taken for uh, the Illinois City newspaper that was in that location, which is now my Twitter profile picture. Has been since that event, yep. actually. <laughs> yeah. Has not changed. The model of consistency. Uh, and, and then, Carter, I, I, I again, I think everyone knows what your favorite VGC memory is, but you can say. No, I'm actually interested in what you think <laughs> it is. I'm about to say. I'm, I'm going to guess it was Knoxville. Just, just being with the community, like, spending the week with Jay and um, Manny and all of the other members of our community uh and other communities shout out to the game corner guys and uh georgia vgc who you hung out with a lot i'm ready um, for Ro to be wrong am i wrong i'm ready for Ro to be wrong uh, see here's the thing i actually don't even like manny um <laughs> his head is too big <laughs> we knew that was coming look he started it okay <laughs> oh no we have his questions at the end uh but yeah absolutely knoxville was uh this might be like recency biased but like it was a blast um another one that really comes to mind 
my first regional was Collinsville 17. About to say, that sounds right. Oh, yeah, um, right. I forgot that you played, like, Gen 7. Played one. Played one regional then. Um, the only reason I played is because it was local. Yeah. <laughs> it was a three and a half hour drive. <laughs> um, We're hoping my buddy, for one next year. <laughs> my buddy Cooper and I uh, got up, drove there that morning. I went 0-8. He was playing TCG. Um, he he had, like, a good record and everything, but unfortunately uh, also did not, not cut, top cut or anything. Um, so day two, we decided we were going to play side events. But, like, VGC side events were kind of non-existent because, uh, like, it was a smaller tournament at that time and, like, the environment was much smaller. And on top of that, like, my team sucked uh, to the surprise of no one. My first team I ever built was terrible. Um, what was it? See, see the 0-8 record. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm like, like, what was on the team? Like, uh, This sucked. was Polytoad, um, Mega Swampert, uh oh my god it no, was no, you don't have to go any further we get it. it was it was like in testing it was really cool and really awesome and i suffered against bulky grass types and then i played feral thorn six times <laughs> you said bulky grass types in the format that had feral thorn and introduced tapu bulu <laughs> um that's like yeah. saying it's like, oh yeah, no, this this team's really great. I just get demolished by Flutterbane, but like, no, no, it's good. It, it'll be fine. It's not even that popular, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's only on like sixty percent of like the top thirty-two teams in, in the tournament. It's whatever. Yeah. So, uh, really cool team. Really bad. Really, really bad team. Um. So we decided we we're gonna play TCG side events, right? And um, I didn't have a deck. <laughs> so I had to go like I found a deck list I liked and I bought the entire deck at the convention Oof. entered one side event uh, entered a win a box and I ended up winning it after like not playing the standard format for literal years so like every time my opponent plays something I go yeah hold on I need to read that <laughs> Let me, I don't know what this card yeah that's is. fine <laughs> just like every time they played anything I'm like I'm not playing that hold on Yep, that's really good. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Can I see what it ended is? Up, ended like, up winning the event. Um, the box was garbage, if I remember correctly. I didn't win it, like open anything cool out of it. Um, but yeah, that was that would be like number two is like winning winning a side event with a, in a tournament I like <laughs> in a format I had never played before. <laughs> So, um, the second question Jay had, uh, which, uh, last minute submission, um, if you were gym leaders, what would your type be? And, uh, just overview on, like, what Pokemon would be on your teams. So, this is also the, one I would the big thing here is, like, how late of a gym leader you would be, and clearly I'm gonna be, like, the champion of the region, so... <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> so, my, sure um, the team, the team I have is, like max power level that I could possibly have while also, like, <laughs> still being absurdly weak to multiple types. <laughs> of course. So everything's, um, like, everything's like an ice or a... Hey, grass settle type. down. Everything is clearly a fire type, yes. <laughs> we have multiple shared weaknesses across literally everything. <laughs> I have no water immunities. No water resists. 
Oh, that's a lie. I have one water neutrality. <laughs> so Bernard um, just oh brings out Volcanion and just sits in front of everything. Uh, so it's Volcanion can use Scald, and now it's the only Pokemon that can do that. That's so. a good thing. We we don't, lead don't Ninetales to set Sun. <laughs> because we're, we're getting real try-hard in our Pokemon game here. Uh, Volcarona, Rotom Heat, Scovillain, because we need a we need a Sun Sweeper, right? Uh, Skeledurge, and then Mega Blaziken, because obviously we it, this is a fan game. We had to have Megas in it. <laughs> <laughs> you joke. There's there's data that, that that might be a thing soon. You joke. Uh, don't don't joke about it too much, Carter. You're gonna, you're yep. gonna bring it to life. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, no, no, no. That's good. That's good. That's good. Because at Mega Obama Snow, I can play Snow Room. Eh. <laughs> Let me be on brand. Guys. Let me be on um, brand. If I was a gym leader, I would probably be just a Steel type gym leader. Steel types have always been my favorite type of Pokemon. Ace is probably Magnezone with like Air Balloon or something. Just, that tracks. Just avoid its yeah, four times weakness and then just body people with analytic. So let's see. Let's build Carl the most tryhard steel team we can here. Uh, I get um, yes, Magnazone. I get Magnazone, uh, Skarmory. Zacian. Uh, we get Mega Scizor. Mega Scizor. <laughs> no, I, I purposely didn't go uh, any Mega legendaries. Metagross. Oh, yeah, you we said, get Mega Metagross. Tri- also, you say tryhard. I'm like, okay, well, you have Scissor. I'm uh, not Scissor. Jesus. This is not legendary. You have and Dialga. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like, you have like Sword Doggo and the actual God of Time. Yeah, we get we get Heat Train, so we have a fire immunity. Yeah. Um, Ferrothorn. We get King Gambit. We get Age of Slash. Uh, yeah, we get what Age of Slash are we getting? Are we getting Kalos Age of Slash, or are we getting like Alola and on Age of Slash that got nerfed? No, it was um, Galet, like uh, from Gen Eight and on Age of Slash where it got nerfed. Yeah, pick one. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we we get Kartana. We get Stack Attacker. <laughs> Steel's so really Steel, uh, Steel's, Steel's really, really good. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, we get. <laughs> We get golden go. That everyone wants to die. That everyone wants a Terra into is good. Yeah, who knew? You get clearly the best steel types. Think uh, Tinkaton. So you know. And we get Corviknight, so we can just have like that on-brand flavor. Why do we need Skarmory when we have Corviknight? Exactly. <laughs> it's just better. We have Corviknight at home. <laughs> so I would be a nice safe gym leader because again, on-brand. I would have the Alolan Ice Duo. I would have a Mammo Swine. It's my baby. Love him. And uh, then I would have uh, Baxcalibur. Uh, again, I'd say Baxcalibur is probably my second favorite. Second or third favorite uh, Gen 9 Pokemon. I would have an Iron Bundle, who is also... like It's either like Bundle or Baxcalibur is like my like next favorite. And uh, and then I would just have a Chienpao, because you know... No, you have a Mimikyu that rules. has Terra Ice. No, you have you have uh, Scarf Galarian Darmanitan and just one shot everything. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but like legendaries. Also, Chimpao is just great. I could also throw Weavile on there. Weavile is a special place in my heart. My first, my first few um, TCG decks were uh, Dark type decks with. Um, there was a Weavile card that came out in the third 
Diamond and Pearl set called Secret Power, which it was a water type Weavile, and its ability was that um, no ability or Pokebody. Well, You're asking the wrong person. Um, regardless, so what it could do is it could turn itself on your turn for that, like up until like your next turn, you could it could turn itself into a dark type. So it could be both a water type and a dark type, which was like really really cool. Each of your active Pokemon is now a dark type at the end of, until the end of your turn. If the Pokemon is no longer your active, this effect ends. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a real. So you played that with Great Encounters Darkrai and Wigglytuff. And was that, that the was super my... busted Darkrai? No, that wasn't the super. Bu- the super busted Darkrai is the dark. It's like Darkrai EX from like the Gen Five set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. that one is no, bananas. This was like, I mean, this was also back when like Gardevoir Gallade uh, Plox was like by far the best deck in the format. And if you weren't playing it, you were a dumb kid. So I was a dumb kid, <laughs> but I made top six. I, I made top sixteen with that deck in uh, New England regionals. So not that dumb. It was seniors, but still, like that was like we had like a really good. Um, actually, that year the world champion in the seniors division was a New Englander, uh, Dylan Lefevre. So he was at that tournament. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Dylan was, like, my rival back then, and I use that term loosely because I don't think I ever beat him, like, at all. It's not a rivalry if you don't win. (laughs) There was, like, so back in, uh, it was, uh, it would have been 2000, fall 2008, there were these tournaments called Battle Roads. I'd say the best way to describe them is it's, like, sort of, like, locals now, or, like, what they would call, like, these smaller locals. And I went to, like, Four in like four weeks there were like two or three in like it was like two or three in southern massachusetts and then there was one in uh rhode island like literally 10 15 minutes down the street from where i would i grew up and i played him every single one and he beat me badly every single one with a different deck i ran the same deck all four events because i was 12 no i was like yeah 12 13 and i couldn't like you know afford cards um he used a different deck every time he just beat me oh Uh, lordy we're gonna move on to the next question it is from uh dad and uh, i actually think this is one of our uh this is my probably my favorite question um for you guys do you have a piece of content or just a project, whether it's for little lessons or anything else, um, that you didn't have a good, like you weren't optimistic about it at the time of releasing it, and it ended up being like way cooler or better uh, performing than you thought? Can we just say this podcast in general? <laughs> like, you could. So, um, we've we've kind of talked about it before. Like when we were doing the mod- magic podcast, if we hit double digit viewers, like that was awesome. Yeah. Like that was a week to celebrate. <laughs> so then, like when we started doing this, and like I think our first episode, like the first week it came out, hit like two hundred plays or something. We're just like. What have we been doing? Yeah, like, why have we been doing? <laughs> why did magic? we waste a year and a half on this? Yeah. Imagine if we had started with the Pokemon podcast before. Like, we would have been in before Pokesports. We would have been in uh, before a lot of the new, like a lot of the new ones that had went on the hiatus have come back. 
Um, yeah. We would have been on the tail end of uh, Gen 7. And, like, I, I do think, like, when we started was probably, like, the best time for us. Because, like, obviously, new game, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, had we started before we went to Collinsville, and, like, had all of, like, the Series 2 tournaments and everything leading up to it, I think that just would have, you know, been, like, that much better, right? Yeah. But, you know, in hindsight, like, this is where we are. Like, this is what we came from was literally nothing. So... Yep. You know, it's like, I did find Pokesport, because Pokesport was doing pods before you. I found mm-hmm. them before you. Um, I don't know if I've even said this on, like, I've told this to you guys. I don't even think I've said this, like, on pod, though. The only reason why I even joined, for some reason, joined your Discord was because I, for some reason, I thought the Pokesports one was, like, patron, on, patron only, and yours was, like, open. So I just joined it, and I still remember, I, I joined it. And I think it was like Easter of 2020, so like a, a like a month in, and I mean now I'm here, so yeah. like uh, 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 things things happened, and now you're but yeah, like, you're on the podcast <laughs> I, now, exactly, and it's like I still remember when I submitted my first team of the week, and I just thought it was so cool that like I I think that was I was still like using like my AJP like my initials like not like the AJP 9595 like on Discord and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh this cuz this was even like before like the Mr. Rhode Island or Mr. Missouri, Mr. Montana, Minneapolis. The, 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 the good days. <laughs> the like that that's how far back it is. Um and it's like thinking it's like oh it's so cool like hear like people like talk about my team and I'm just on the podcast and uh, I'm very happy to call you the two of you like two of my best friends. Uh, because of it and it's just like um yeah like i can see what you're saying carter this this whole thing was just a what's going to happen like what's the worst yep and three three years later we're still here yep yep uh so the next question i didn't need to answer the question thank you very much yeah how dare you you guys just skip god as the guy who edits all the videos, y'all just skip me. You're fine. Continue. Uh, it was the history of Rinya's son video that took off. Like, I put a lot of time into that, and I was like, eh, this is fine. It's not that great. It might get people to look at it, but I'm not, like, worried if it doesn't do well. And it just, everybody loved it. It took off. It has so much staying power. It's still getting views to this day. I think, the, I think the big thing with that video as well, um, for people, because a lot of people like VGC lore, I know Moxie does, like, a lot of VGC lore stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, more so, like, shorter form. But um, there's even a, a channel, it's uh, I'm a Blissey, and what they do is they'll go and, like, find a team. Like, they actually, what they, they just posted the video, um, they recreated the, like, winning team of the journey across america's tournament this was a this was the 10th anniversary like pokemon tournament the first time ever the vgc rule set was used and like he'll go and recreate like the winning team he's also done this for he's done this for a few other tournaments and part of the appeal for it it, part of it is like 
okay, if you were making a team without hacking, how long does it actually take? And to build a team in Gen 3, it took him, like, he had a modded, like, 3DS that sped up, or, like, DS that, like, sped up the clock. But he made it, like, if you made this team in Gen 3, it would have taken you, like, over 100 hours. Mm-hmm. And that's with, like, the knowledge of modern, like, the modern-day knowledge of, like, Gen 3 RNG. But part of it as well is to discuss the actual lore of, like, what is going on at that time. A lot of people didn't know about Journey Across America. Like, I knew of the tournament back then, but I didn't know about, like, competitive Pokemon. And so Rinya's Sun is such a defining team of the first format that people are playing out of the pandemic, the return of, like, Pokemon, that I think, like, that's going to be something where we might look at this like three, four, five years down the line, we're still getting views on it because we're gonna have people who maybe joined in Scarlet and Violet and didn't know what Rinya Sun was. Yeah. And they're looking, okay, what was like the big team like right before Gen 9 started? And it would be right there. Yeah. Yep. So moving on to uh, our next question it is uh, from uh, Spacky Titan, uh, my child. Um, do you bite ice cream? It depends. Yeah. Um, for the most part, obviously not, but, like, also, eh, you know. Like, if you, like, if you think about how ice cream works, is like, you get, like, the drumsticks or, like, the fudge pops or just, like, anything on a stick or, like, in your hand. Obviously, you're going to bite that to start it because it's just, like, you're not going to sit there and lick the outside of it until you actually get to ice cream unless you want it to all melt in your hand. Right? Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, ice cream cake. Yep, no ice cream cake. Uh, also I've accurate. Eaten, yeah, eaten, I've, I've eaten a lot of ice cream So it, it's recently. like, it depends. <laughs> I still have half an ice cream cake at home. Dibs. Ice cream cake's gluten-free, so that's like, you know, when you have a fiance and a future mother-in-law and a future brother-in-law all with uh, a gluten allergy uh most birthdays are with ice cream cake interesting yeah it's gluten against ice creams well i mean you have to get like there's some brands of ice cream that actually aren't gluten-free like there's a local ice cream place um in like southern new england that um, their ice cream, like, has, like, wheat in it. I don't know how, but, like, it does. We're gonna have people just clamoring about desserts now in the comments because they're complaining well, that we I mean, didn't have cake for the podcast episode today. Okay, cancel me for this, but I don't like cake. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. Uh, next question. Uh, Don Mateo. <laughs> this was directed uh, just directly towards Carter. I can already tell yes, you that. Yes, this is directly towards Carter. In a draft league, is it better to win the regular season title... Or a playoff championship. Obviously, playoff championship, right? Like, Yeah, that's easy. No I didn't one, even finish the question. No one remembers the first seed. Everyone remembers re- the championship. I remember the doubled arms. Uh, would you rather get the one seed and flame out in the first round, or be a lower seed and win it all? Underdog. And which of is a better representation of who is the best? Asking for a friend. As someone who uh, got the one seed in a draft league recently, our last draft league, and then uh, their team did not uh, do well in the playoffs. Um, yeah. I would always much rather be the what? underdog anyway. The underdog's a much better story. 
It is. Um, <clears throat> as my RTT4 champion title would say. Underdog <clears throat> stories are the best. I believe I was the eight seed going into that, and I won. <laughs> yeah. You were. Uh, and then and I think Aaron, Aaron did the same thing the next Yes, season. Aaron, I was just about to say that Aaron did the same thing. And then we're hoping that, like, one of... Was we have we have Dad Jay? It's a uh, it? Dad Jay and Poppy are all in RTT. Yeah, it's Poppy. Yeah, it's uh, Air, the, the 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 two of the last three uh, trash kings decided to take a break. So Carl, what little little side tangent here? Uh oh. Um, oh, I got into our old anchor account for Attack for Zero. Oh okay? gosh. Can you guess the most played episode we have? <laughs> Episode one. Um, this is gonna sound surprising, but I think it's our last one. Not surprised. Yeah, our episode one has forty one plays. Our last episode has a hundred and seventeen. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. The Wait, the your episode... podcast was called Attack for Zero. Yeah. Yep. What so, does that mean? So, uh, in the MTG lingo, the idea is we attack for zero because it's about sending a message. Uh, one of the cards in Magic the Gathering is called Bird of Paradise. It is a zero-one flyer that has a very good tap ability that you can tap it and make a man of any color. But the, that, the idea is if you can't use it, you just leave it untapped for most of the time. Or you can send a message and attack for zero. Just way over his Correct. <laughs> Last two questions are both from uh, the lovely uh, Poppy Catan, uh, our, our good friend Manny. Uh, one minute, I need to f- scroll through this. Uh, 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 the there's three questions. Is, it's three? I thought it was two. There's three questions. There's three? From Manny? No, there's three questions left. You skipped one. Which one did I skip? From dots, you do. You know what? Give me a second. Refresh. Nope. <sighs> Imagine not it. being like on top of things while live recording stuff. Supposed to be the you moderator. Know? Supposed to be the social media manager. This is all coming out of so, your so, pay so cut. See, I didn't see those at the bottom. I had to refresh. How did you not see them? I can't. <laughs> You can't scroll. Uh, Dots asked, uh, how do you deal with crappy RNG mentally? I would... You guys answer that, and... Okay, okay. So, we're going back... Because it kind of circles back all the way to the very first question we answered about the MTG thing. MTG RNG is the absolute worst in terms of, like, games. Because you have so many resources that you need to have in order to actually play the game and be competitive. And there's games where you just don't have any of it. Yep. Like there's there's games where you mulligan to four and you lose because you can't play the game. You literally can like like, like Pokemon at, gets to play the game still <laughs> because it has so many and, ways to search for things. That doesn't even so happen in MTG. <laughs> he, and like even like removing from that to like Pokemon VGC, right? My laddering video that comes out uh, already passed this week. It, it came out on Friday. Um, I had a match where my opponent got a double KO on turn one. I won that match. It's like, all right, well, half of my resources are gone. 
it doesn't matter. Like you still you, can play. You can game. put yourself in a position to still being able to win. Whereas with magic, if you mold a four and you keep a one land hand because that's all you have access to, and you never draw your second land and you can never play a spell, like there's nothing you can do about that, right? Like you lost the game because of RNG and like your opponent got to play a game. Yep. In VGC, there are no true non-games, right? Like, if there's a non-game, something went absurdly right for someone or absurdly, absurdly wrong for someone else. Or the teams were just... The losing team was just so improperly built that you just had a 0% chance of winning, right? Like, there's so many things that make for... make for, like, something to be a non-game that is just non-existent in VGC. That being said, the the best way I... This is going to sound super, super dumb, but it makes sense. Uh, The way to dealing with RNG for me is five simple words. It is what it is. Like, this is the game we play. Like, if you don't want RNG, then you're playing the wrong game. It's not even like if you don't want RNG. If If you want to avoid crappy RNG, that starts at team building. There's ways you can reduce your RNG effect, how RNG affects your team. Like, you have a problem with getting paralyzed. Well, you can play an electric type, or you can play a cherry berry, or you can play things that avoid getting paralyzed. If you have a problem with, like, going back to... Missing moves. Yeah, missing moves. Play the more accurate move. Don't play Hydro Pump. Play Chili Water. Play Surf. Play whatever. Um... Like, there's ways that you can team build to mitigate crappy RNG from happening to you. And that's where the good teams are start to develop and kind of iterate on themselves. Um, and, and there will be people that will play with the very, like, just lottery-style teams. And they'll do really well one week, and they'll do dog shit terrible the next week. Like, there's nothing you can do to stop that from happening, because that's just how the game is. I think one of the things, and this is something that I've, I believe it was Aaron Trailer and a, a few like top players I've heard this from or have told this to me, is that in a lot of times with RNG, if you are making optimal moves, you can play through it. In, in most cases, there's sometimes you don't. Um, I think in Gen 9, it is, I think there's less, um, like, I lose a game immediately because of RNG. In Gen 8, everything was built around the Dynamax Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, in, like, going for an example, uh, it was um, my fifth round, my post-lunch match at Secaucus. Uh, game one of that match, I lost my... Um, I Dynamaxed my Dialga, and before it could even move, it got uh, crit KO'd, and I didn't have a Dynamax Pokemon. I was playing 3v4 that entire game one with no Dynamax. And I was able to play it through to, if I had a roll go my way, I actually would have won that game one. And it's because um, mental wellness is a key thing that goes, I mean, even back to our discussion of, like, lunch breaks, what you put into your body, how you approach the tournament. Um, I've said this, make sure I say this to a lot of people who have this question, have a really, really short memory. Do not dwell on yeah. the para. Don't dwell on the three-turn sleep. Play it. It is what it is. 
it happens. It's the game we play because if you were on the other side of the table and I mean, I was on the other side of the table later in that tournament, I knew I had an out where I need to hit a thunder wave and get the full para. And if I don't, then I'm going to game three and I got both of those things and I won. And that's in so many words, hacks and I won a game. I want to set. I'm celebrating. I'm 5-2. Um, and your opponent is... And it's like, like, again, it's like, if you're going to celebrate the hacks, then, yeah, like, you're going to have to deal with the hacks. It, yeah. it goes both ways. But just have a short memory with it. Um, just play through it. Like, a lot of times, even through those hacks, you still have optimal plays to make. And as long as you know, okay, I made the right decision, you can at least take that thought process into game two and three and uh take those games yep yep so and um, I, I think i think that's just like the big thing is you know if if you are putting yourself into a position where you need rng to win you need to really evaluate how that game was played to prevent yourself from losing to rng i think is yep. the the big thing about it is like well if if i get a three turn sleep here i lose Okay, so what led to the point where that was the case, right? And, like, obviously, there are times where you have played optimally up to that point. But, at the same time, there could have been another play that could have been made elsewhere to put you in a position where you are no longer, like, getting put to sleep. Or, like, you know, in, in team prep. Like, this is perfect example. My Annihilate team that I played for laddering this week. My Annihilate is Vital Spirit because I didn't want it to be put to sleep. I felt like Defiant Boosts weren't prevalent enough or relevant enough for it that I would rather just take the sleep immunity to prevent myself from having that RNG of losing a game. Yep. And I think that as well goes to also understanding the meta, understanding what moves people are using. Um, Carter looked at it and said, okay, well, really outside of Ark... There isn't much intimidated at all. Defiant might not really come up. My five rounds, I played one Arcanine. I played one Intimidate Bond the entire tournament. Yeah, so to to be able to go and say, okay, I know it's this. I can make this choice on day zero and reduce um, that, like, how RNG could screw me over. Like, again, it's decision-making even before you go into the tournament could even be huge for that. Uh, so, you guys ready to move on yes. to our last two yeah, questions? I think uh, so. Both from, both, uh, from Poppy. Uh, the first is, uh, Carter, why is your noggin so darn large? Ask your mother. <laughs> and that is when you got cancelled. <laughs> 158 episodes in. And your mother joke just shows It's just Manny. It's just yeah. Manny's mother. The second question. Uh, and our last question of the night is, uh, what Pokemon are you most excited about um, returning uh, in the DLC? Um, we just got our DLC release um showcase and pokemon day also i'm on the podcast i can say this i did not get my super hot take right but imagine that get, we are getting a pokemon show i'm about to say it's I'm close gonna call, i'm gonna call that like a soft win because again like if anyone else was predicting like new like pokemon shows or movies 
come show me because I, to, to my knowledge, I'm the only one who guessed that. And yeah. Has Carter even seen the list of supposed leaked po- uh, returning Pokemon? Mm, yes. I think Hush sent it. I know Hush sent it to you. I know I, I asked for it. Can someone send yeah, it to I me just so it. I can like verify what I think is accurate? It should. Just I didn't need to. Li- I didn't need the list to know what I'm excited for. They they put a Mamo Swine silhouette in the trailer. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's all that matters. There you go. Um, I'm Let's gonna be the bad see. guy. I'm actually excited for Incineroar to come back. You're <laughs> a <I> monster. <laughs> can I quit? <laughs> I'm the, I'm the bad guy. I like I like bulky interactive Pokemon and Incineroar. Boo makes, hiss, etc. Incineroar makes bulky interactive Pokemon better. <laughs> I, oh I mean, my I boy, Hitmontop! Oh, I love Hitmontop. I also um, love Spoiler alert! Uh, we're, I'm after going back over that list. I'm like eighty percent sure it's completely right. Even though it's missing some weird stuff that we know is in the game and is coming. So it, it'll be interesting to see just like how accurate it actually is. Uh, let's see. Adaptability, Terra Normal, Hyper Beam from PC sounds great. I just like Porygon um, 2 being in the game. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Can we just remove P2? Like, no. is that an option? No, if you want to keep PZ, I, have to keep, I get to keep P2. Alright, I can live without PZ then. I get I, 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 I can live without either. I get my Cyberduck back. The the real answer is Whimsicott's back, and that's oh all that God. matters. My fluffy baby. I that, love Whimsicott. Tailwind's overrated. Like also accurate, but like at the same time, I just miss I miss my little fluff ball so much. I'm gonna laugh when Whimsicott's move yeah, pool just gets gutted. Give me Trick and I'll be happy. Give me Trick and or Switcheroo. Nah, you just have Encore. You're fine. Also accurate. Correct though, because like like and this is just in testing. It's like Chien Pao. Oh, you have Dragonite's Extreme Speed, Arcanine's Extreme Speed, and Chien Pao's so fast. It's faster than a lot of the even like like right now. It's Chien Pao's faster than all of the um. Tailwind setters and well, active Tailwind setters, and even if we get Tornadus and Whimsicott back, again, it'll still be faster than it. And like, you can just double up into like Extreme Speed Ice Shard into a ta- into even like a Prankster Tailwind Mon and break the Sash and knock them out. Yep, with it's that easy. lead, it's, yeah, it's super it, it's, easy. Uh, yeah, for just I know this is the AMA pod, not the Regulation C pod, but uh, Tailwind's not good in Regulation C unless it's like actually I think the best Tailwind setter is freaking Dragonite. It's going to be super bulky. Iron Jugulus defeats yeah Iron. No, Iron Jugulus falls to the same thing. You, you, e speed Ice Shard done. Uh, Iron Jugulus is much bulkier than you're giving it credit for. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll run. The also, it's later. only two times super effective, not four times super effective. Good point. That is a good point. <laughs> but like, I went and saw like what was it? I think it's Spack sent. And and, and the thing it? is, it's like the Tailwind setters usually are Terra Ghost anyway, so it's just like 
your e-speed's not gonna, like, you can't just safely click e-speed into them most of the time, so. Yeah, but if you're also, like, forcing them, like, if you're forcing the, depending on the Tailwind Mon, but if you're forcing the Tailwind Mon into a Terror Ghost and not one of the more offensive Pokemon to I will have you of... know, I watched Talonflame destroy a team as Terror Ghost. Talonflame okay. can do it. <laughs> so, I would watch what you say there before you get into it too far. Because <laughs> you will have someone jump on you because Talonflame did it on camera. It beat somebody. <laughs> for I'm, I'm saying for Reg C. It still will do the same thing. Not to uh, sidebar too much, but Conkelder's also coming back, and that makes me happy. Yes. I I love Conkelder. It's too I, bad. I actually It'll didn't be know with, this. Like everything else, and it's not. It's gonna yeah. Conkelder's going to come back with all the good Pokemon. Uh, so I don't know if you all know who False Swipe Gaming is, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, they had a video come out this past week, I think, a week ago. Wow. Um, where it was like the history of Conk Helder. Mm-hmm. And uh, watch that later. Uh, Conk won worlds twice in its first generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is absolutely absurd to me. The Conk was very, very good. Well, I mean, it's so it's you had the one hundred. I mean, I. If you count, like, fully evolved Pokemon only, its first format was, like, Unova Dex only, which had, mm-hmm. like, only 60, 70, like, fully, like, evolved Pokemon. So the pool was very small, and it was very... It, it won that year. Uh, I think and that was it, 2013? No, that would have been... I don't know. I know it won... I knew it, it won, won two. It won in... I think it was, like, 11 and 13 it was it 11? It was 11. You are correct. 11 yeah. and 13 at 1. Yeah. Man, Conk is great. Mm-hmm. Whatever helps you sleep at night, buddy. You know who it... else won Worlds? Mammo Swine. Yeah, but, like, who cares? So those are all our questions. Uh, thank you, everyone, from our community for uh, submitting questions. Uh, we always appreciate uh, the feedback and the questions from our community, and uh, we hope that we all answered them. Mostly, our uh, lovely hosts, Carl and Carter, uh, answered them to the best of their ability, and that I didn't sidebar too much. Uh, Dot, I apologize for not seeing your question. That was added at the last second. And, uh, I mean, it was added before we started recording, so you know. I, I'm a li- I went to school for numbers, not words. Be happy I can, like, read. I can't even do that. <laughs> alright, Carter, get us out of here. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. As always, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Uh, Angelo, thank you for coming on, as always, my dude. It has been a pleasure, as always. Um, you wanna you wanna plug your stuff before we before we get too far? Yeah, tweet at me. Um, at personally at rovgc, and um professionally at uh little root lessons or at lr lessons. lessons. How are you our social media manager and you don't know our social media handle? I've had three coffees and we're gonna call that a coffee. At lr lessons. There you go. 
me, guys. Or just honestly, just just find me on Discord. Uh, I'm on my phone too much. I'm either on Twitter or talking Discord. It's it's about to be NFL free agency. Yeah, Go we're birds. excited for that. Talk talk Eagles for me. All right. So as Angela pl- uh, plugged, uh, you can follow us at LR Lessons over on Twitter. Uh, myself at Mr. Missouri Twenty Five. Carl's at Musical VGC. Uh, Carl and I are both also on Twitch. I watch more Twitch than I actually stream, so you know that's not a high bar to cross. But here I am. <laughs> yep. Uh, you can follow me at Mr. Missouri Twenty Five, and Carl is at Musical there. Um, you of course can always come and join our community Discord, so you get to hang out with us and ask all these wonderful questions and you know all that good stuff. Uh, we have our. Our Invitational coming up here very, very soon. We have uh, two more two more Rumbles. One more Rumble. It is this weekend, Regulation C. There we go. Now we know. And then, uh, yeah, so that's the 18th, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, no, uh, the 18th invi- is next weekend. No, Angela, when does this come out? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Angelo. Proud of you. I need to go to bed. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> Carter, get us out of here. I'm trying to. <laughs> um, let's let's see. You can hang out with us on Discord. Uh, that link is down in the show notes as well. Uh, you can always check out the website as well that has the FAQ and all that good stuff for the invitational and everything you need to know. Uh, that is lrlessons.com. While you're over there, you can go and check out the merch page. Wow, it's still uh, up. Hopefully... Hopefully that will be changing very, very soon, sooner rather than later, um, because Teespring is, you know, just a little Teespring slander here at the very end, um, you know, because why not? And, of course, that always does support us as well. Uh, but if you want to support us financially and don't want to support Teespring, because I get it, uh, <laughs> you can always head over to Patreon.com for as little as, like, 25 cents an episode. Nope. You can you can keep our lights on. It's more than that. Cause it's like, I think, is I, it? I think it's 50 cents. Yeah, you're right. It's 50 cents because it's, the minimum is two. That's right. That's right. For as little as 50 cents an episode, you can help keep our lights on, which, uh, you know, is always great. Um, and of course, special shout outs to our Patreon subscribers, uh, the $10 tier or higher. We have Johnny Bravo Sr. and Papa Swish. Thank you all so much for watching and, um, happy birthday guys. Happy this has been a fun birthday, one. Happy birthday guys. So, uh, for the crew, uh, I am Carter Noble and I am signing off. So that is it. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.